It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From The Standard in London, I'm the Evening Standard's culture editor, Nancy Durrant. This is a cut-down special taken from our theatre podcast. To hear more from the Standard Theatre podcast, hit the link in the notes of this episode. Welcome back to the Standard Theatre podcast. We're at the Noel Coward Theatre with Toppence Middleton, who is in The Motive and The Cue. Um, Toppence, hello. Thank hello. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> what was it, I feel a bit like um, Mrs Merton, what was it that appealed to you about playing superstar Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> in a play directed by Sam Mendes? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard offer to turn down. <laughs> yeah. Everything appealed to me. Firstly, seeing that it was written by Jack Thorne, mm. who seems to write everything for every medium. Sam, of course, he seems to be one of the only directors who who does theatre and film mm. to that level, I think. They're, they're quite a different skill set. I mean, both to act in and I imagine to direct too. So that was something that was really reassuring to me because I come from a mostly sort of film and television background. I'd always wanted to get back into doing more theatre and The National was really a sort of dream building to work at in, in my eyes and then and then to transfer with a, a, a play there into the West End is just yeah the icing on the cake and Elizabeth Taylor is like quite a person to play yeah I think I mean the idea of it was of course irresistible but also quite nerve-wracking because everyone has their own idea of who Elizabeth was and so much was written about her and, mm. and everyone has their opinion of, of who she was and I, I think really for me it was once we got into rehearsals about concentrating on on the Elizabeth Taylor that Jack had written and that we the, the Elizabeth that we were exploring so rather than doing a straight impersonation um, we were building a character from what Jack had written from our research I, I read almost every <laughs> book that you can find on Elizabeth Taylor including her autobiography and um, a couple of biographies about Liz and Dick as a couple so it felt a bit more relaxed than having this kind of big pressure because I think you're never going to please everyone so you just have to you have to try and be as true to the character as you can be and hope that people enjoy what you're doing. <laughs> it's quite an interesting version of Elizabeth Taylor isn't it in the play she's almost like a diplomat. Yeah she's really the mediator I mean I think she was, uh, by many accounts, a very smart woman, very wise and big-hearted. And I think that certainly in our version, Jack has cast her as 
as the sort of middleman between uh, or middle middle woman rather between these two titans and well, the we should probably one. explain shouldn't we to listeners who have somehow <laughs> failed to notice that the motive in the queue is about the the hamlet well you tell us what the yes the queue well is about. yeah it, it's about um 1964 production of hamlet uh, where john gilgood directed richard burton as hamlet and i think rather than it going smoothly which is what they both had perhaps expected it was quite a tumultuous um, experience because they were very different animals and they had very different styles of acting and actually um, one of the actors in the company recorded secretly recorded a lot of the rehearsals and at a certain point Richard and John really do come up against each other and they just can't communicate they don't know how to how to sort of dance around each other because they they are just different beasts and Elizabeth is brilliant in the way that she is able to communicate with them both in their own kind of language and then find a middle ground where they can begin to uh, understand each other. There's quite an interesting physicality about playing someone like that and in relation to um, Johnny Flynn's Richard Burton their relationship is very it's very physical yeah um that's part that's a large part of what they what they are together yeah but also she just has a very interesting way of moving doesn't she what was that how did you do that yeah well so much of it um was really about trying to find elizabeth's look as well her silhouette physically i'm quite different to elizabeth i'm taller she was she was about five foot I think five oh, one she? she was quite short and she was obviously famously very voluptuous and I'm not <laughs> and so, so we, we had to find this way you know I'm using my real hair but with a little bit of a piece and and you know it's dark like Elizabeth was and I'm pale like Elizabeth was but those other things we had to kind of create and so we worked for a long time with the, the costume team on creating this sort of foundation that goes underneath all my costumes which is essentially a padded bodysuit right. so it's padded on the breasts and on the hips and on the bum so it just gives this sort of weight this kind of womanliness to her that that is essential for the way for, for where her center is I think her center is kind of you know she's in her hips she's really inside her body and I think that was so important for me to to have that to help me feel grounded and, mm. and in her body and because she's so you know as you said they are so physical with each other it was about finding that in rehearsal and, and sort of building it up because you know we're we're sort of two semi-awkward Brits trying to be <laughs> these animalistic titans and and it, it takes a while so we have you know it has to be a lot of trust and and we, as we got to know each other it became much easier because we were able to be more kind of communicative about you know boundaries and stuff sexiness is quite an interesting thing though isn't it i mean everybody has it but yeah but it's so specific to the person isn't it yeah we actually talked with sam about when we were transferring to the west end about ramping up the sexiness a bit more because in all of the the books that you've read about them it was kind of a, a performative part of their relationship they were very demonstrative in their in their love and I think that that was part of the game for them that was exciting and thrilling to kind of be a bit inappropriate in front mm. of people so we wanted to like <laughs> raise that and you know show the difference between them in, in public and, the, and then them in private and how when there aren't people to bounce off and when you know they feel bored how they go looking for conflict mm. and they need that to kind of feel sexually alive or something. Oh, 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. So actors, especially in theatre, I think, have quite a lot of kind of rituals and things like that, don't they? But for you, that's a kind of more fundamental thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, because I have OCD, ritualistic sort of thinking is quite a big part of my everyday, which is something I almost don't notice anymore. It's just so ingrained. It's very internal. It tends to be more noticeable when it manifests as compulsions, which is, you know, when I'm a bit more stressed and... Um, if I have certain routines I have to perform, which is often counting and checking things. and But funnily enough, performing is one of the spaces where I, I don't get affected by it. It's almost like, I mean, there's this sort of old, you know, um, I don't know what you would call it. but uh, it's Adage, a, maybe? Adage, yeah, old adage about um, Dr. Theatre. So if you feel unwell then you go on stage and something about the adrenaline and the performance, you, you you can be on stage for five minutes and not feel ill and walk off and feel dreadful. It's something people always say, you know, how you get through a performance if you're, if you're not very well. Oh, that's um, so something about that, it, I think living in the mind of someone else means that those parts of your mind don't travel with you. It's quite, well, that's what I found anyway. But the thing that I find more difficult about performance I mean with film too but more in theatre because it's such a a company experience is that you know when you're working in close quarters with people and there's you know as in our cast 18 people um is uh, an illness Hmm. thing that that there's always illness spreading around especially if you're working in the winter months or if one person gets something it usually travels pretty quickly around the cast and one of the main sort of features of my OCD is emetophobia, which is a fear of vomiting. Right. That's something that I obsess about quite a lot going into a rehearsal process. I, I worry that people are going to get uh, some kind of sickness yeah, bug sure. and then it's yeah. going to spread and um, how to avoid that and so then extra hand washing and those kind of things. But that's sort of a thing that I would do regardless. Yeah, sure. But I'd say largely when I'm working, that's that's a place where I feel uh, much less affected by it, actually. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. But you're writing, a, you're writing a book, aren't you, about your, yes. well, about your life, but with yeah. that, through that prism. That yes, right? well, I've, I've almost finished it. I wanted to find a creative way to explore that and to help people understand what it feels like. So, yeah, it's something uh, I hope will be interesting for people, whether they're going through the same thing or not. I think I certainly would have liked to have known or read more about mm. it when I when I was um, first sort of dealing with it in, in my early teens. So, And it's one of those things where sometimes 
you can have a thought in your head or a, 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 an intrusive thought or an obsession and you it feels very singular and actually when you speak about it you realize there are people who are going through the same thing and that's a really nice feeling and um that you know when i've talked about it before i've had messages from people that have told me they they're going through the same thing or they have that same emetophobia which they didn't realize was e even a a condition yeah so it's it's been a kind of cathartic experience as well as um yeah it's strangely pleasurable being able to write everything down and uh, and and to really sort of put it in one place you know yeah. because i think it, it is so important to talk about it people are interested to talk about it and i think sometimes i i feel i'm doing a disservice to sort of give snapshots in in interviews about what it is and actually maybe it's better to just put that experience in in one place and people can access it there and that's um hopefully some help <laughs> i can't wait to read it oh thank you tuppence middleton thank you so much for joining the standard theater podcast thank you for having me that's on until March 23rd. And you can also hear Nick's earlier interview with Tuppence's co-star Mark Gatiss, who plays John Gielgud. You can find that interview in our show notes. That's The Standard. You can hear the full episode or more from The Standard Theatre Podcast via the link in the show notes. This podcast will be back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.